counting down on my side. Could it be? I don't know if we should start talking. I think we should just just give, wait. Give it time. Give just it wait time. it out. Uh, shit out. Uh, it's about ten seconds mm, in. No. Nah, is it gonna? Is it gonna shit out? It seems uh, to be working. Uh, uh, you're you're uh, a little bit fuzzy and glitchy, but so far you're still moving, and I can still hear you. Okay, maybe we'll try it, and if it glitches out, oh, we're thirty seconds in with glitching. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe this is this is um, technology. It just improved automatically by itself without us doing anything different. <coughs> Excuse me. No, it's because we assumed it was going to be garbage. It's like, well, yeah. I'll show you guys. I'll actually. Work well, I don't today. know. I don't know about you, but we have like 10 inches of snow on the ground. So maybe the snow is insulating the fiber optic, um, you know, like network. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's keeping it is. warm. So the wires that run from the street to our house to plug directly into the Internet are insulated and warm. And that's, I mean, that's got to be know. it. I don't I don't think there's any other potential, even remotely plausible explanation compared to that one. I think that's probably the most logical if you think about it. Now I'm yeah. going to get now I'm going to get advertisements for fiber optic networks and yeah, you're going to get the fiber optic networks for dummies advertisement. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> you're going to be like, "You don't know shit about the internet. Here's a book you should read." <laughs> First page. Snow on the ground has nothing to do with the internet. <laughs> hey, no, I this is a serious question before we get into our topic of the day. What I don't know, I, you probably have cable in or, or cable TV or something, streaming devices of some kind. Sure, we have. Yeah, we have internet from what used to be the cable company. There's Sparklight now. And, okay. Uh, as far as we don't actually have any, we just have over-the-air TV uh, and standard streaming services: Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, things okay, like me, that. Let me ask you this: When we were kids, this is going to date us a little bit, but like if a screen wasn't getting good reception, it'd be fuzzy, right? On the TV. Yeah, absolutely. If you watch yeah. like a regular network TV, it'd be yeah. like snow, snowy or whatever. Sure, sure. You'd get a lot of static. So like probably 10 or 15 years ago, they were like, okay, we're going full digital. Like it yep. should eliminate that problem. Well, yep. upstairs on our TV, if we don't have one of the streaming uh, things going, one of the streaming providers going, and we're just like have it on for noise or something, if the wind is blowing or if it's snowing crazy, it freaking glitches still. Like if you're watching a, sure, I don't it's know. Not, it's not like it still comes in the way the old TVs do where you could still get the full picture and audio. It was just a little grainy. Uh, now yeah. with digital signals, it like literally glitches, right? Yeah. And it'll just like freeze, you know, like back yep. in the day when you played video games and your video game would just like freeze in place and you got mm -hmm. all pissed and rage quit through your controller against the wall. I yeah. want to do that when we have just like the regular TV on. If if the wife's cooking or if like I'm do, like wrestling with the dog and I don't really care what's on, I just like throw something on, whether it's old episodes of Two and a Half Men or whatever. Sure, whatever, whatever's on Fox that day, pretty much. Yeah, you and know, then it's like some kind of background noise. Exactly, and then it like freezes. It freezes in place, and then you move like you sit on the other couch, and it works. And I'm like. <laughs> Why does it matter where you sit in your house, how your TV works? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, it's, uh, it's, it's a mystery to me. I, I mean, it, it has something to do with the, the signal strength and your antenna yeah. and yada, yada. Like we have, so we actually have an over-the-air antenna on our roof. Oh, uh, okay. That's then linked into our coax cables, what the... Uh, actual yeah. tv signal used to come in on from the cable company uh so that helps generally we don't get too much glitchiness um, yeah but definitely do you have one of those like antennas that just like sticks to your wall or whatever one of those little yeah. black yeah it's the block it's the black box that you just like yep. tape to the wall <laughs> yep yeah i i and I think it's probably just the way that receives the signal. I mean, there's a lot of interference in your house, too. There's all kinds of, you know, you have electrical wires running all through your house, and you've got your sure. Wi-Fi and all kinds. Who knows what other kinds of signals there are out there? There's 4G and 5G and, you know, what other 
radio frequency that's coming around. There's, you know, infrared. There's, I don't know. There's, there's all the kinds other, of. All the other thing things. that drives me nuts in this in this day and age, you, I mean, you don't need internet, but obviously, internet is more of a priority than I would say cable TV at this point. Uh, I think they actually made internet like uh, a staple of like things that you. What what is it called? Do you know how the power company isn't legally allowed to cut your power off? Yeah. Like during the winter or whatever. Yeah. I think yeah. they tr- I think they tried to make like the FCC tried to make the internet one of those things that's like a staple. I mean, it'd be hard to live life without any connection to For the sure. internet, but it, w- sure. what I was getting at is we get every week advertisements for like T-Mobile internet or uh, uh, like the other internet companies around town or whatnot. Yeah. And the other, and I, we pay like stupid amounts for internet because it's the only company that's in this neighborhood that's available. So we got an advertisement the other day for T-Mobile internet and it's like half the cost of what we pay now. And there's like no contracts or anything. I was like, Oh, we should look into it. So we go on their website and uh, it's like not available in your area. I was like, why are you advertising to me if it's not available in my area? Seriously. I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. A mystery for another day. Yeah. I don't Clearly. know that we even did an uh, introduction. We did not. We did not. We expected the uh, technological errors to uh, stop us up a little bit. So I guess it might be time for introduction. What if you did the introduction this time? That would throw people through a loop. I, well, that's the thing. I don't know what episode we're on. And I, I wouldn't oh, even have a, I have, a relatively I decent guess. Oh, yeah, really? I haven't been saying I think it's 35. If you hey, look at our... 33. Yeah, if you look at our uh, Spotify feed and stuff like that, it'll tell you what episode it is. But the only reason I know that is because every time I upload one, I have to go back to the Spotify feed and see what number the previous episode was. It could be yeah. way off. I may have messed up one or two times along the way, and we could be, well, we could be way could... off. I would say we've probably attempted to record upwards of 50 episodes, <laughs> uh, yeah. but due to technological uh, errors and difficulty, uh, yeah. we, we've gotten to about, you know, like you say, about 35. <laughs> yeah, I think this is 35 or 36 if I'm, if I'm counting correctly, but you know, you I, went, I went through the core math system, which isn't recognized by any college or university in the United States. So Yeah, well they have I think they have new math now. You're gonna find out about that in about three to four years. I was gonna say, uh, yeah. You'll find out what the new math is real quick. I'm not gonna be able to do like kindergarten math when our child is old enough. I'm gonna be like, okay, that's uh that's a question for your teacher, not for dad. (laughs) (laughs) Go talk to You're gonna have to call I don't know. know. You're gonna have to call Uncle Dan on this one because I (laughs) I don't know any of the numbers. I don't know I'm, what the letters have to do with your equations in kindergarten, but I don't know what it means. I'm honestly <laughs> a little bit concerned if I do have children and when they start going to school, because I yeah. was great at math when I was a kid. I went through algebra two uh, in ninth grade. I went through calculus in high school. You know, I, 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 I didn't even take a math class in college. I never once had to take a math class in college because I had taken it all through high school. Yeah. But I'm a little bit worried that, A, I, I know for a fact my math skills are still pretty sharp because I have to use them every day at work. Like, you know, right. I work with numbers a lot. But I work with, you know, Excel most of the time. The only math that I really do in my head is just quick, you know, addition, subtraction, just arithmetic, Right. Right. And I have heard that there is some kind of new math out there that they're teaching that it's right. obviously the same type of math, but it's just a, a new way to learn it in different ways. And I'm like, I, right. I've heard so many parents complain. They're like, I don't even know what what to do with this. Like, I don't know how to help my kid in school because I don't understand the math. And I'm like, I'm there's a part of me that's like, just teach them the old way. Teach them the way that yeah. you understand it and make them understand it. But then I'm worried right. that, like, you know, they'll go to school and they'll be trying to, to do their work and to show their work. And the teacher will be like, no, this isn't the way we taught you. And it's like, who cares if it's the way you taught me? It's the correct answer. And I know what I'm doing. Right. There's sure. multiple ways to skin a cat here. 
and still find the <laughs> same answer. That's a common misconception, I think. I don't know that there's multiple ways to skin a cat. I'm pretty hung up on that. Anytime someone says that, I'm like, I think you skin a cat one way. That's probably is true. There, I mean, I is there multiple ways? You're not a hunter, though, and I'm not a hunter. No. Like, there's I'm, all more kind of a, of, I'm more of uh-oh. a gatherer, a consumer, if you oh. will. Mm. Oh, there's a, there's a visitor. Yep. Bye, Mac. There was a Mac um, attack. There was a Mac attack. Just It's a drive-by Mac. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have to ask a hunter that actually skins their, you know, I understand that generally they're not out hunting, you know, big cats. They're usually out hunting deer and elk and, you know, if they're lucky, they get like a, yeah, that's true. The, a lot of them hunt bear. I actually know a guy a bear? Uh, just recently that killed a bear with his bow. That's pretty wild because that's... you have to get pretty close with a bow. Yeah, not only would you have to get pretty close, but you would really have to hope your first shot did the job. Because if it yeah. doesn't, you're SOL. That's true. What are you going to do? Like, have you seen the uh, preview for Cocaine Bear? I haven't, but I've heard, I've seen it all over uh, Reddit. It's insane. It's, it's and they claim that it's based on true events. Well, isn't, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it about them trying to use a bear to smuggle narcotics, to smuggle coke? I thought it was like someone in the preview, it makes it seem like they were flying cocaine in a plane and like dumped uh, it in the, and a bear stumbled upon just it. Just a bear stumbled upon it and, and ate gotcha. it. Ate just started, kilos of cocaine. That's hilarious. Well, Ray Liotta and Carrie Russell. Uh, we'll see it's what Ray you guys have to show. Movie. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah. It's Ray Liotta's final movie that he filmed. Yeah. That's, so, uh, that's, that's it's unfortunate because be- Ray Liotta was uh, not a bad actor, but this is, is going to be a tough one to go out on. Yeah. I don't I don't know how I feel about it, but what do you do? What do you do? I don't I guess. We're I mean, they pop- it, it won't be too long before. I mean, they're already doing it like with Carrie Fisher and the Star Wars, like it won't be yeah. long before there will be no such thing as new actors. We'll just have like deep fake videos of people acting and it'll be, you know, an old actor's face. It's funny you say that because on a recent episode of Two Bears, One Cave, Bert and Tom, Bert was like, how, how realistic is it to deep fake somebody and i don't think tom was on it i think bert was co-hosting with someone else for this particular episode but they said uh who was this uh, neil something neil he's another stand-up comic i don't know but he was like oh you could very easily deep fake pretty much anybody nowadays and bert came up with the idea of like five or six of them like if it was bert tom rogan uh, like Theo Vaughn, like five or six comics come up with, they invent another comic and yeah. he just starts putting out specials every six months on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. All of those comics are writing the jokes for a person that doesn't even exist and they all are sure. going to be making millions of dollars because he's going to put out comic albums. He's going to be not really on tour, but he's going to have yeah, the Netflix thing is he special. can't He can't really go on tour, right? But honestly... You have such low overhead with this AI, you know, just doing the deep fake comedy. You would make millions because all those guys are hilarious. You put them all together and writing jokes, you would think they would do it, you know, well, but it might be that it screws it all up and they all like get in each other's way with the jokes and, you know, it doesn't work. Who knows? Uh, I think it's Neil Brennan. There you go, Neil Brennan. He was he was a writer on the Chappelle Show, if I remember yeah. right. He that wrote the uh, blind black white supremacist yeah. skit. Clayton Bixby. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote that skit for Chappelle, I guess. So, but he's a. Uh, he said it's like a thousand dollars a minute to deep fake somebody right now to have the like technology. A thousand dollars because minute. I've seen just garbage videos online for shits and giggles where they're yeah. deep faking like Putin or 
you know. Oh, I've seen a bunch of like whoever. Arnold Schwarzenegger on mm-hmm. like uh, uh, what's her name from Wizard of Oz, the main character oh, uh, in Wizard of Oz. Yeah, uh, uh, Ju- Judy uh, Garland. Yeah, Judy but, Garland. Good one. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger's face on Judy Garland's body. <laughs> I've seen stuff like that. It's it's that technology is scary. It's uh, Neil Brennan said it's a thousand about a thousand dollars a minute though, and I was like, oh shit, that's, that's gonna have to get a little more affordable before people start doing it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Give it probably two years, and I guarantee you it'll be a Snapchat filter where you can just deep fake yourself as you know fucking whoever you want what does that guy do have you seen the tom cruise deep fakes where the guy looks like tom cruise he has the same mannerisms as tom cruise that guy's like a millionaire now because during covid he figured out how to do this deep fake video stuff yeah so you could be you could be like chris farley deep faked or like john candy that would be awesome john candy we could redo planes trains and automobiles we just refilm the whole thing. You and Steve Martin. I would, I would love that. That would be a lot of fun. I could oh, be the it? John Candy deepfake guy. That would be that awesome good because you're tall. John Candy was tall, I think. John Candy was, yeah, I think he was tall. How tall was John Candy? I always, I always think John Candy was in, on SNL, but he wasn't. I always thought he was. Yeah, he's six two. Oh, he is. I Holy thought he was shit. like six five. Do you know how tall Chris Farley was? Like 5'7". Yeah, he's 5'8". Yeah, he's short because I remember, oh, the other person you could be, look up Patrick Swayze. We'll get oh, you all yeah. ripped up since you're going to the gym and you could play at Roadhouse or Point Break or whatever, you know? Dirty Dancing. I'd take that. <laughs> uh, which what's the one where he's the uh, surfer? Oh, Point Break. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, Point Break. Yeah, oh, that's can, a good movie. We need to redo The Outsiders, but make it better this time. Oh, I love that movie though. Tom uh, Cruise, Matt Dillon. Oh my god, there was a huge, huge now star-studded cast at the time. Not really, but yeah, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Swayze, Ralph Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, and. and a lesser known name now, but C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell's funny though. Have you seen the show uh, Wings? The sitcom Wings. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's the mechanic for the planes in their hangar. Yeah, he's pretty funny in that show. I, Wings was uh, a funny show. I like that. I like I liked Wings a lot. Uh, we I think still I have still not like Cheers better. I like uh, yeah, Cheers we still haven't, still haven't introduced. Uh, so let's just get that out of the way. Well, yeah, go back. ahead. Go ahead. We are the bullshitters. I'm Aloha Dan. With me, as always, is uh, my co-host, Jake, whose name we still haven't really come up with, so he's just Jake at this point. Just Jake. If there's any suggestions for maybe a nick, I feel like it's wrong of me to give myself a nickname. That's that's kind of some, like, untested waters that I don't really want to test today. I think- I think generally you do want to get nicknames. At least good nicknames usually come from somebody else. Yeah, but what so. if it's like a lame nickname that the people like comment on and then it ends up being like, remember that thing a couple of years ago? It's probably been more than a couple. It's been like five or ten years ago when they like, named a, yeah, yeah, named yeah. a cruise ship or something, Bodie McBoatface, because that's what people yeah. voted on. I don't want to yeah. be like, jakey poo or something you know more, like, than, more than likely you'd be jakey mcjake face honestly J- jakey mcjake face we should put a poll out maybe i can i can add a poll to our spotify uh, feed and you people can vote on it throw it throw it up on the gram maybe or spotify yeah. or whatever yeah all right that works well anyway we are as always the bullshitters uh, yeah. and today i think so far we have covered multiple topics uh none of which have anything to do with the theme that was previously kind of discussed briefly yeah uh but i think if we're still gonna go with that theme uh it is cars is what we are intending to discuss today just anything about cars ranging from you know the the original old model t's all the way up to you know modern day cars and anywhere in between we can go anywhere with this I tried to tee it up for you when I said you could be John Candy in planes, trains, and automobiles. I missed that. I missed but that. But 
Yeah, I thought it was a layup, and then you didn't run with it. So I was like, damn, I'm going to have to throw it off the backboard and dunk it myself. Yeah, you, you probably should have <laughs> there. You you threw up an alley-oop, and I was still in the stands eating a hot dog. <laughs> I remember the one time we played uh, rec league basketball, and I, it was a basketball, and you just, like, in the middle of the play, ran and sat on, like, laid down on the bench. Yeah, I think, I think You just took a mid, a mid fast break nap. We were on a fast break, and Dan just decided, nope, I'm not running that far. <laughs> taking taking a nap on the sideline. That's I'll stay fair. here and play defense, and you guys can go three on four or whatever. Yeah, three, four, on three on, four on five here. Yeah, four on five, and I'll just uh, stay back. Basketball, basketball was for sure one that I was never good at. I mean, I wasn't actually good at any of them. Uh, you hit some threes, though. I remember. <laughs> you were the rainmaker. No way. I don't remember Let that. it fly. You were like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Along Came Polly. <laughs> rain dance. Old rain and, rain and threes. No, that was definitely not me. Yeah. Oh, but that was good, though. That was, that I, was like fun. I said, I tried to tee it up for you with the planes, trains, and automobiles, you did, and it you just did, and I whiffed it. Uh, but sp- quickly, before we actually do get into the topic, uh, yeah. I mentioned earlier. Uh, just a second ago, actually, that I was just a spectator still eating a hot dog in the stands. That's mm-hmm. actually where I'm going to be here in about less than four hours. Oh, you're going to be at a hockey game? I wish. No. Uh, you're no, going to be, be at a... I'm going to be at the Boise State game, bruh. It's the Mountain the football West game. Championship. Who are they playing? Like uh, Fresno Farmers or something? That's exactly right. The Fresno Farmers. That's yeah, not... yeah. No, the battle of two cities that are definitely not states. <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking about that the other day. San Diego, not a state. Does Fresno, not a state. Portland, not a state. You know, right? There's a lot of state colleges out there that are definitely not a state, and yet the main one I hear is Boise's not a state. Shut. The yeah, up. I don't know. I don't know why that caught on because Fresno's not a state, nor is it even really a city. No disrespect to Fresno, but it's farmlands. Fresno Fresno is not much of anything. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're we're playing uh, Boise State, playing Fresno State today at two o'clock, and I'm going to be there. I got okay. tickets. I am on the. I'm not quite on the fifty. I'm on about. I'm I'm in the section that strand, spans over the fifty. But I got okay. two seats right on the edge, so if I have to go get a okay. hot dog or you know go get a beer or take a leak, I, you got I an aisle that. seat. I got an okay. aisle seat, so I'm basically on the 45 yard line. Guess how many rows up from the uh, sideline I am? Uh, I'm going to say seven. Four. Four. Damn, that's Four close. Up. Yeah, you could ca- you could today. catch an errant you could catch an errant pass. Yeah, I'm gonna. What if they I'm just try and it into the? I'm I'm even sitting on the Fresno State side technically. I mean, the whole stadium is going to be filled with Boise State, but I'm sitting on the visitor's side, and so I'm hoping to just get in the head of their quarterback. I'm just going to be yelling. You at should them the whole game. If, I mean, you're not a true fan unless you paint your chest and face Boise State colors and heckled the Fresno State fans from That's their own not- sideline. That's, that's a problem. I got too much chest hair. I'd have to shave it if I wanted to paint my chest. I don't think so. I think you could just be a grizzly bear that's blue. <laughs> blue and orange grizzly bear. Uh, we're going to have to uh, delay the game here, folks. We've got uh, what appears to be another cocaine bear painted blue <laughs> and orange in the uh, stands right now. We're going we're gonna to call animal control here. I'll be back. <laughs> they just trank you. <laughs> they, they use like a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That'd be uh, awesome. Not, not to mention the fact that the high today is 36. Uh, okay. So it might be a little chilly to be out there. So don't, you know. don't shave the chest then. You need every bit of sure, insulation you, need, you can you get. You need the fur. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I think I can paint my chest, but they're probably not going to see it under my, like, four layers that I'm going to be wearing. I, one time, I'm not going to, it's not really a brag. I'm just going to say, I went to a volleyball game when I was in college, prior to the North Idaho College, and I basically went as a Blue Man Group member. I painted my entire body in blue, everything. 
and just wore shorts, everything. like basketball shorts over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything. <laughs> I just said with shorts over. So like Aww. everything you could see was blue. <laughs> and let me tell you, it took no less than an hour to get that paint off of me. I believe it. They let me, they let me go into the locker room because it was a women's volleyball game, obviously. So they're all in the other side. I went to the men's locker room and it, me and another buddy did it. And it literally took an hour plus to get that paint off. So the people, if you, if you take into account cleanup time after doing something like that, they have to be committed. It's an all-day adventure. I mean, yeah, you're you're full commit. Like, if you're going to paint yourself, you're probably painting yourself starting right now. You're going to yeah. be down there. If the game starts at 2, you're probably going to be tailgating by 11. Yeah. You're going to be shithoused probably by one thirty, so you can go into the game, paint it up, and not be freezing. Right. I mean, you'll still be freezing. You just won't know it because, you know, you're yeah. shit house. Right. And then by five, they're calling the paramedics to revive you because you will <laughs> have full on hypothermia. That's absolutely true. Yeah. It's it's a shame, really, that pe- more people don't do it. That, that should actually be a requirement for attending a college football game. Everyone should have to paint their body. Everyone is required to paint at least uh, six square inches on their body. You know, you know how they do like a. Whether I assume it's the Boise face State, or yeah, I assume Boise State does like a blue out. You know where everyone they're like, hey, everyone wear a blue T-shirt or something. Usually, yeah, what, yeah. It would be way cheaper instead of printing T-shirts, just get everyone to paint their bodies blue. Just provide a lot of paint. Yeah, it's true. Or you have like That's a paint true. sprayer. As soon as they come in, they get in the like tanning booth, and you just spray them like you would a car, like a bumper just- on a car. Where your and then they have volleyball the shorts that, and psh, psh, psh. yeah, the lights that bake it onto you, yep. you know, and then you're good. You could, I don't know. That's pretty like easily a do that investment in an early, early summer, like early fall, late summer game. You you could easily do that here in Boise. I mean, I've been to Boise State games in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, so you could you could definitely do that, but unless the paint has some sort of like. RF insulating factor uh, right. later in the later in the year. I don't think anybody's doing that. The yeah, you think it's, you Bronco think the paint, you think the paint has like thinsulate in it? <laughs> yeah, it needs. Yeah, we're actually just gonna put uh, uh, fiberglass. We're just gonna wrap yeah, there we go. In fiberglass insulation, keep you warm, yeah. and it'll be a pink out. It'll be a pink out. <laughs> Should we talk about cars? We should probably talk about cars at some point. I mean, considering we've we've taken up about a half hour of of what is normally only an hour podcast talking about <laughs> we, random drivel. We we discussed that we need to keep these about an hour, and we're halfway there and have not talked about a single car yet. Living on a prayer for sure. Okay, should I should I ask you the first question? Let's. I mean, let's go for it. Let's just dive let's on go. in. Thirty three minutes in. We're going to get controversial right off the top. Have you been keeping up with the latest on Rivian? Yeah, Rivian. Yeah, for sure. Rivian. Sorry. Um, Rivian. Oh, you're good. Rivian, Rivian. I mean, nobody knows how to pronounce these automakers' names anymore. Uh, so, So last I heard, there was a major, major recall on like all Rivian vehicles, right? Like every component of their vehicle, yeah, everything no. doesn't work That's what I thought. properly. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't. I don't. Beyond that, I have not seen anything additional. But I do know that they were definitely having problems. Uh, and but I still see one. There's a Rivian uh, RT1 or whatever it is, the truck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At bowling every Wednesday, and so I mean they're clearly still driving around. I, there's either one, maybe two. It might be the same one that I see, but there's one in Post Falls that drives yeah. around. You see it at the grocery store and stuff all the time. But uh, I did not know this. I just looked this up prior to our recording. The Rivian, the 2022 model, uh, starts at 79000 which sounds like a lot of money. But if you factor in that a new Chevy truck is like sixty minimum, or a new GMC and that, and truck... That's base, base basic model. model, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
And if you think about like a GMC, which is a little bit fan, it's a chromed out Chevy. Sure. They're 70 plus. So this Easily. isn't all that more expensive. And they say they now have a larger battery pack that can take them 400 plus miles on a single charge. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. So I don't know. Is it realistic to think that people will actually start purchasing and using regularly electric vehicles? Um, as of right now, at least in my opinion, they're facing two major hurdles. Uh, the first hurdle being battery capacity to begin with. Their battery yeah. capacity is still somewhat limited, even the long-range Teslas and the long-range you know, Rivians. Uh, yeah. And, and they only go maybe three, 400 miles at, at absolute max. Absolute yeah. max. And the problem with that is, and B, the secondary problem they're facing is not only the limited availability of chargers when you're on long distance road trips, you're on the East Coast. Sure, you're probably fine. There's a town yeah. every 20 feet on the East Coast. But True. you come out to the West Coast or the Midwest, I mean, you could be driving two, 300 miles and sometimes not see shit. So right. not only are there limited availability of chargers, but you also have to sit there for between 30 and 45 minutes to get a full charge. Yeah. So, so for me, electric vehicles are great options for commuters right now. If yeah. you, and that's why I think they need to bring the price point down pretty significantly because nobody mm -hmm. buying a hundred thousand dollar Tesla is buying it just to commute to their, you know, nine to five where they get paid, you know, $23 an hour. Right. 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 So, uh, so I don't see electric vehicles as being quite there yet, but I think the thing is nothing's ever perfect when it first comes out. Right. And True. when you're trying to take something like a car and, you know, make it all electric, that's a, that's a tough market to enter into. Uh, the first hybrid cars, were really not well liked. Um, Garbage. They didn't. Yeah. yeah, they were not popular. But now, Christ, Toyota almost doesn't make a car that isn't hybrid at this point. Right. You know, right. the Sienna. I know for a fact their their minivan. They only make in hybrids now. Uh, yeah. The Rav Four is primarily made in hybrids. Camry and Corollas are both primarily made in hybrids. Uh, I think they're even trying to make like a Sequoia and a Forerunner yeah. hybrid. Yeah, so, they do have a model that's hybrid and it's the big full-size Sequoia. Yep. Yeah. And so, so I think personally where I would like to – my next car that I purchase, I would yeah. like it to be a plug-in hybrid. I would yeah. like it to be a hybrid that I can take home, I can plug into my charger and charge it on my electricity, and it gets 30 to 40 miles on that charge. Perfect. That's great. I can drive to work. I can drive to the grocery store whatever and i never use a drop of gas but if i do choose to take my car on a road trip as i've been known to do i like to drive you guys are in a while. Know, seven hours away we just got yeah. back from the coast you know not too long ago uh mm -hmm. I, I i i drive quite a bit on distance road trips so yeah. then if it's a plug-in hybrid perfect you know you drive your first 30 or so miles on the electricity once that's over, the gas kicks in, and it just becomes a standard hybrid car. True. That's, that's so the most I think, feasible, I think, long term. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, especially, especially if they can improve the battery technology and incorporate that improved battery technology into the plug-in hybrids. I mean, Christ, yeah. you could get probably 60, 70, 80 miles to the gallon. You know, True. if you think about that, your gas consumption is going to go down significantly if everybody has a plug-in hybrid, most of the time they're just going to be bebopping around to work, things like that, not using a lot of gas. Yeah. Anybody that does do longer haul drives, say their commute's 60 or 90 miles, you know, that's a that's a shitty commute, but I know people who've yeah. done it. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they have the hybrid, which will hopefully be getting, you know, 50 to 60 miles to the gallon at that point. True. So... Uh, going back to your original question though, about electric cars specifically, uh, yeah. I think the main problem we're going to see, especially with larger vehicles like electric trucks 
is their mm-hmm. towing and hauling capacity. They claim, oh, sure, we can, you know, we can tow 9,000 pounds. And that's great. You can tow 9,000 pounds, but your range goes from 350 miles down to about 100 miles on that. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's the main problem. The Rivian claims it can tow up to 11,000 pounds. And that's per Kelly Blue Book. Yeah. So, so I mean, I don't more know. likely it could probably pull twelve to fifteen thousand pounds. But again, you're only going to go forty miles hauling that much weight. Right. You know? There's no right. you're going to have to stop and charge every. I mean, and I know for a fact because my dad with his Tesla hauled yeah. not not even anything heavy. He hauled a, I think it was a six foot U-Haul trailer with his uh-huh. Tesla down to California. And it was uh-huh. a miserable trip. It cut his range down to about 140 miles. So every oh, less than two hours, he was stopping to fill up with a 40-minute. So think about that. 40-minute charge for every two hours you drive. Fifty, Almost 50%, I'd say probably closer to about 40% of your time on that trip is going to be charging. I.e., yeah. you increase the length of a trip from eight hours easily to 12 hours. Yeah, that's and, and that's that's even assuming chargers are available every hundred miles. Right. Let me ask you this: you go going back to your point about them being commuter vehicles, mostly people on the East Coast or whatever. Who in their right mind is going to buy a full size truck that's electric or an SUV truck that's electric if they're trying to park in a downtown metropolitan area? Yeah. I mean. I don't know. I don't know specifically what the Rivians weigh, but I know, for example, the new GMC Hummers that are coming out, the EV Hummer, yeah, nine thousand pounds. Yeah. almost almost Those are all driving electric tanks. vehicles are. Yeah, almost all electric vehicles are like six to ten thousand pounds. They're, yeah, they're all nine thousand because pounds. the batteries. The batteries are so yeah, the, heavy. Well, and and the motors I did too. Not, yeah, the, how do electric you even, motors? So why would you, at this point, why would you even need the Hummer EV or the Rivian? Because like you said, it cuts your, it cuts your tow capabilities down less than half of what the range is. You're yeah. not trying to parallel park the, the Hummer EV in a metropolitan area. No. No. Uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what your clearance is on, like, if you live somewhere where there's snow. Don't yeah. they sit a little bit lower? I don't know. I mean, we just got 10 inches of snow and there's a lot of people just screwed because they drive like Honda Civics or they drive Chevy Bolts because they want to save on gas or whatever. And it's like, well, your Chevy Bolt isn't going to drive around in 10 inches of snow. Yeah. You know? No, that's that's for sure true. Uh, I I think. So so have you seen the show The Peripheral? Uh Uh-uh. It's a new one on Amazon. Uh, It's based about 10 years in the future. Uh, yeah. And it's got Chloe Grace Mortez or whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, and a great show. I just finished the last episode last night. I would highly recommend uh-huh. it. It's on Amazon. Um, don't watch it unless you have at least two hours because each episode is a 72 minute. Well, they range from between 59 to 72 minutes. And you usually want to watch more than one because if you really yeah. get into it, you know, it's like they're they're pretty good. They're binge worthy. Um, right, right. But my point of that i didn't just completely sidetrack us is she rides around on an electric bike most of the time Uh Mm -hmm. it's a little bit bigger than what our standard electric bikes are right now but it's not quite the size of a motorcycle um and that's her primary means of transportation and i think that there's definitely a a large market for electric bikes to start to take some of that commuter, you know, uh, right. traffic down to, to actually take the people who are commuting. Like me, I could easily, easily commute to work every day on a bicycle, just a pedal bike. It's less than four miles. But, yeah. you know, sometimes people either, they don't want to commute to work in the morning because then they know they have, to, they have to pedal the bike home after work. But if you just gave people an electric bike, nice weather, I think more people would be inclined to do that. Um, yeah. Especially younger people, not so much necessarily 
you know, older people who maybe have kids or have to go to appointments during the day or, or whatever. But I think sure. younger, you know, single people, especially living in metropolitan areas, you know, you don't want to pay for parking. You don't want to park your car downtown. You're worried about it getting, you know, dinged or broken into or stolen. You know, give them a, a, a $1,200 e-bike that they can take anywhere. I, I guarantee sure. that they would take that significantly more often. Yeah. Do you know what those one wheel things are? I own one. You have a one wheel? I have a one wheel and it don't is. They, don't they only have like a six mile range? Yeah, usually about six to 10. And that's it's six. It's six for the little one, the pint, which is what yeah. I own. And that's brand new. Right now, mine, I bought it used. The range is closer to about three and a half miles. Oh, yikes. But I but mean, if I, you're thinking about it, you're not you're not trying to rip that thing all the way to work. Like, sure, for I, sure. I They're, guess you I guess you could, but that would be a long ass slow ride. Some people do, um, but no. the The problem with the one wheel, I think at least for me. So I was riding it, and it died on me. It literally like because they have a gyroscope in them, right? The gyroscope is what yeah. keeps them balanced. You know, you lean a little bit forward to go forward. You lean a little back to stop much like a Segway, but I was going and it completely died on me. And so the gyroscope, of course, I was doing, you know, 12 miles an hour and the nose just boom, right into the ground through (laughs) me. And I, I face planted in the middle of this dog park and my wrist was sore. I actually had to go get a wrist x-ray because I thought for sure that I had fractured it, but luckily it was just a, a, like a deep sprain. Oh, geez. uh, I do not. Uh, this was probably, this was sometime this summer. Either way, I do not advocate for the one wheel. Yeah. Uh, although I have wow, That's seen, wild. It doesn't give you any like warning. It doesn't beep or anything when it's about to die. It's supposed to, but <laughs> I went online after that happened to me and there yeah. are thousands of stories of the exact same thing happening to other people. I think there's even a class action lawsuit against, uh, one wheel right now. Get in on that. Get yeah, in on that. Probably, you'll get, you'll get like to. six. You'll get $6 if they, maybe, if they win maybe their lawsuit. Maybe if I'm lucky. Uh, I, although I did see the guy that put his lawn chair on his one wheel. Have you seen <laughs> yeah. that? He's got I the, have seen that, that. That looks pretty sweet. I, I want to try that. But Yeah, that's a good that, way to die. <laughs> I, was, I was definitely a fan of the original Segway. Uh, yeah. When we were a family, we went on a couple different like Segway tours uh, mm-hmm. on different vacations we were on. One was down uh, around San Francisco. We were in Angel, Angel Island, yeah. uh, and we did a Segway tour there. That was pretty cool. Uh, the other one was just a random Segway tour in the Tri-Cities, which there's literally nothing in the Tri-Cities. That's, that's nothing, yeah. There's no, nothing there. Just, I don't know what cool you toured. Segways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember either. It was just down by the water, if I remember correctly, but uh okay yeah Go I, ahead. I was just gonna say i think i think that there's room for other electric vehicles outside of the car i think that that has potential opportunity more so uh at least right now with pure evs than the cars do yeah. that's, that's that leads me that's to, the last thing i'll say leads me to my next question how long is it before cargo planes passenger planes trains become electric powered couldn't you just electrify the train tracks and you wouldn't even really need batteries per se so so that's literally what that's what the uh like subways and things like that in new york like a monorail the third rail is the electric the electrified rail yeah um exactly like you're saying so so that technology certainly exists there's certainly electric trains out there uh, I'm pretty sure like the bullet trains and things like that over in like every other developed first world nation. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost positive. Those are all electric. Huh. Um, I, I think it's certainly coming. Uh, the planes are a little bit tougher because there is a lot. I mean, they're, they're already doing it for sure. They're for sure already trying to do it. I actually just saw for the first time ever, the first hydrogen powered jet engine. I mean, they would which, have to try it. 
on cargo planes first because they don't want to risk a bunch of lives. Like the sure. first flight that has fully electric power, you're not sending people on that. Yeah, for sure. Way um, too much liability. <laughs> but but I think there's definitely room for that, and I think that's going to happen. Uh, one thing, though, that was pointed out to me recently that I had never really considered uh, is all of these electric motors that we're using in all these new electric, you know, whatever they are, vehicles or bikes or mm -hmm. planes, all those motors have, I mean, you know, essentially the simple, you know, third grade understanding of how a motor works, right? There's just, yeah. you know, generally large spools of metal, especially highly conductive metal, like copper or whatever they are, usually more precious metals. Uh, where does all that come from? Nobody ever really considers that. So like, oh, we recycle all these materials. No, bullshit. Bullshit. We're using way right. more than we ever have in the past. It comes right. from like South American countries. It comes from, you know, countries over in whether it's Europe or Africa or Russia or excuse me, Asia. But all of those countries are being stripped and completely destroyed for their you know, natural metal reserves right now. But nobody yeah. really likes to talk about that because that's not, that's not, you know, the, the green piece of it. So I don't, I personally don't believe that all of our electric vehicles and our new electric inventions are truly the key. I think it certainly seems better than uh, our fossil fuels right now, but yeah. I, I don't know if it's the key long-term. I think that goes for anything, though. Are, do we just have an endless supply of oil? At some point, the oil will dry up, right? Like Correct. at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly. Have you seen how they mine for lithium, which is in most all of batteries? Yeah. If you have a chance uh, sometime, look it up. Lithium no, mining, they know. use, they, they basically dig huge holes in the ground. They, they tear it. It's almost like a reverse pyramid. Think about how a pyramid is built up this way with different layers on it. They sure. basically do that into the ground. And then they use diesel-powered trucks to haul out of the yeah. haul all of the fine precious metals and stuff out of there because no freaking electric vehicle could go that far down and climb up that steep of a mine. Yeah. So they the, have the, to have the power of diesel. Yep. You to, have to use either gas there. and diesel powered everything. All of the you know, planes and ships and things like that that transport yeah. all of these metals back to places where they can be manufactured in electric motors. Those yeah. are all gas and diesel powered, you know. It's well, it's just kind of silly to think that, you know, because the old, the old statistic used to go around that uh, driving a Prius was actually worse for the environment than just driving a standard gas-powered vehicle because of the amount of pollution that occurred just getting all of those different metals and things to the factory in order to create the electric motor and create the Prius than it would be just to drive a standard electric or gas powered vehicle. Right. I don't know. This is, I'm, I'm going to tie this together, but did you happen to hear the top 10 performing stocks of 2022? If you had to guess what I guess oh, man. The market, whole market has in. been garbage. Uh, I mean, technology is always pretty hot. The top ten performing stocks of 2022 were all oil companies. Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So yeah. it's it's like this whole electric vehicle thing is like a shtick to get everybody off of petroleum so that there's more money to be made for like whoever's invested in the petroleum companies who we all know we've had fistfuls of presidents lead this country that have a lot of stock in yeah. oil companies we've had yeah. politicians of all levels so is this is this whole electric vehicle thing not that i'm huge into like politics or anything but is this a political ploy is the electric vehicle thing a big, like, what is it, smoke and mirrors? Is that the phrase? I, I think, 
to a degree, yes. I think a lot of it is, like you said, smoke and mirrors. Uh, because I think it's essentially just what what who has the loudest voice for the next big thing, whether that thing is actually effective or helpful or, you know, even does its job yeah. is debatable. But it's just what, you know, who can yell the loudest about the next big thing? Yeah. So my, my question is, why would they have tried to push the electric vehicle so fast prior to trying like electric barges, electric cargo planes, electric yeah trains because if trains are carrying cargo there's less risk involved i would say if they were to electrify tracks so for yeah. like gm and stuff like that to invest as much money as they are that's the thing to, they probably are they probably are we just don't see it yet you know yeah all that's weird because i mean there. trickle down down the ladder you as a because I used to work at a Chevy dealership, you cannot just be a certified mechanic to work on a fully electric vehicle. Sure, you need to be you, could, you could be too. yeah, you could be a master mechanic. You're not allowed to touch yeah. those vehicles. I mean, you have to be so, you have to be because it's so dangerous. Yeah. And right? and, and with with a with a standard gas powered vehicle that's turned off, the only way you can potentially hurt yourself with that, other than just, you know not doing something that's significantly unsafe. Like say you have it up on, on a jack stand that's shitty and the car falls yeah. on you. Obviously you're going to get hurt, but it's not like right. anything that's just going to randomly explode in that car, except maybe the, you know, 12 volt car battery that's up in the front of it. Right. Whereas those electric vehicles, they're constantly dangerous, right? They, they can't even sell new Chevy bolts right now because the batteries have a tendency to just explode like the old Samsung tablets. Yeah, sure. Sure. They'll just, they've had so many people like call in that have had them and they'll just be driving down the highway and the car will just blow up. I don't know. <laughs> like you, I feel like it's all being rushed. I feel like they're really just pushing out electric yeah. vehicles without doing any, Without doing any research or anything. I mean, they're I doing their research. They're doing their part, but I don't know. There, I think there's definitely a major, it, it, like, it's uh, very, very in vogue right now. That's the yeah. that's the new popular thing is the EVs. And, and that's all companies care about, right? They yeah. care about trying to get, you know, another, an extra dollar. And, yeah. and if they see electric vehicles as being the next profitable market, they're going to start putting out EVs regardless. I mean, shit, we've seen this before. Uh, what was yeah. it? It wasn't the Nova. It was the Pinto, the Ford Pinto that had the gas, tank, gas in tank in the rear. In yeah. the back bumper? <laughs> that it, Yeah, basically. That yeah. any time it got hit, <laughs> it exploded like 95% of the time. And they knew yeah. that. They knew that going into production of that vehicle. And they said, yeah, it's fine. Just keep producing it. I'm sure there's things they know about these electric vehicles where they're like, ooh, we should probably, but they're like, yeah, just produce it. So there's probably an electrician somewhere in the world that's going to hear this part. If I, if I cut it and put it as a preview on Instagram or something, there's going to be an electrician in the DMs. You don't know what you're talking about. Shut the hell up. But I'm going to say it anyway. Like traditional 110 voltage or whatever, you're – like if you were to touch it, like for instance, in a house, we replaced all of our plugins, all of our outlets. Sure. I zapped myself a couple times and it feels oh, like yeah. a bee sting. It's not, it's yeah. not much. Well, but if you were to re let go immediately. <laughs> right. If I was to hold it's on, it would give me a little bit of a, I'd probably have a yeah, stroke I'd, or something, but <laughs> it'd be, it'd be something significantly worse if you just held on. But yeah, you're right. Uh, well, 110 zap is not bad. Even a 220 Two, zap won't necessarily kill you. But it'll throw you back a little bit. Oh, yeah. 220 I mean, sure will. It'll 10 hurt feet? like hell. I it'll mean, it'll be like a hell. superhero movie, and it'll yeah. blow you 10 feet back until yeah, you it, hit something, <laughs> a wall break. or something. Yeah, it'll for sure hurt. 110, really not that bad. Not that scary, so you know. So is it 220 or higher that these electric vehicles are? Because... Oh, if, well, if you're an electrician that works on these electric vehicles, you can't have anyone within 10 feet all the way around yeah. you. 
You have to put cones up and you can't have anyone in the stalls next to you. You can't have any customers like on the floor yeah. around you. You can't do any of that. So is it, I don't know. Like that's crazy. If you just mess one little thing up, that's super risky. Don't you think? It's uh, yeah. I mean, I would agree. It's, it's like two twenty or more. Um, yeah. I know for, I know for a fact that like, the superchargers, the Tesla superchargers. So my dad has a at-home Tesla charger. So they make the 110 plug-in, right? So you can yeah. plug your Tesla into a 110 outlet and plug it into your Tesla. You know how long it takes to charge on a 110 outlet? What, like eight hours? Oh, my God. Not even close. Like greater than 24 hours. For a oh, full shit. charge on a 110 outlet, it takes more than 24 hours. On Whoa. his at home charger, which is a 220 dedicated charger, it still yeah. takes about like six hours for a full charge. Like Whoa, it's, it's okay. overnight. You can for sure get a charge overnight, no problem. Uh, but at these superchargers that charge his vehicle in like 30 to 40 minutes, they're yeah. doing, I mean, it's got to be at least 440 or, you know, whatever yeah. the next equivalent step up is. From, <laughs> right. I, you just I think, really don't know. You just think that it doubles? <laughs> well, I mean, if it's I don't one know. Te- I, it, it's actually not even 110. It's 120 volts, and then it's 240. But for some reason in the States here, we call it 110 and 220. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to look it up. Then, I don't know. If it, yeah. Well, I don't know what's higher. Any electrician, slip into our DMs. <laughs> yeah, slip into the DMs and let us know what... Uh, Voltage. What is higher voltage than two twenty? Tesla supercharger. Yeah, four eighty. I was right. It, it four, is double four eighty. Okay, because because it's not really two twenty. It's two forty, and so double two forty would be four eighty. Okay, so, so it's yeah, double. There you go. Supercharger is a four hundred and eighty volt direct current fast charging technology. <laughs> so okay. you get. You get hit by a 480 volt. Oh, you're, you're not dead. Alive. You're not alive. Yeah, you're dead. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that sure. would stop your heart for sure. Yeah. Is it worth it to even get into that trade then? So then we're going to have it's a freaking trickle down effect. We're going to have no one that can work on Teslas or All whatever because they don't. Vehicle. I mean, but that's, that's I mean, thing. you literally have to have life insurance to work at a Tesla dealership now. <laughs> if they got to provide a million people, dollar life insurance policy, if there's less people to do the work. Guess what? You get paid more to do the work. And when money is involved, a lot more people are incentivized to be like, absolutely. I'll, I'll go to this, you know, life-threatening job just to make an extra, you know, 20K as a mechanic annually. Say, say you can make 70K as a traditional mechanic. Maybe you'll make 100K as an electric vehicle mechanic if nobody's willing to do it. That's true. But that's, I don't know. That's just wild. And like, wouldn't, how many, it's going to be more than 480 to power a plane that's hauling yeah. cargo. What is yeah, the weight sure. of a cargo plane when it's fully loaded? Yeah. Oh my God. I don't even know. I mean, probably a hundred thousand pounds at least. Maybe more, maybe 500,000 pounds. I'm looking it up. Full... Where's, where's Danny at? Where's the intern? Uh, what? So I don't so know. Here's just this is a this is a Russian website or something. I think I just got onto the black market. I don't so know here, what's happening. This says a Boeing seven forty seven has a maximum takeoff weight of nine hundred thousand pounds. Holy shit! Nine hundred thousand. 910,000 is what it says. Fully fully fueled, fully loaded yep. with cargo. Yep. The Boeing 747 freighter has a maximum takeoff weight of 910, almost a million pounds. How many freaking batteries would you need to power that? I mean, a lot. The, and the batteries the freaking, themselves are already going to be heavy. The freaking battery powered zero turn riding lawnmower at home depot takes six of those damn batteries <laughs> yeah no kidding and you're trying i to mean your lawn your freaking yeah. lawnmower so a million pound plane yeah million i don't pound think that's plane. coming and then not, and then not for a while not even take 
not even taken into consideration like a, like a barge. You're dealing with electricity and water. Yeah. And, <laughs> I don't and know. millions and millions of pounds. How, how heavy is, yeah. a, you know, like a shipping barge? I don't know. I wish I had these answers like readily available. Uh, 200,000 tons. Dry yeah. bulk cargo ships, 200,000 larger tons. The larger barges have a dead weight of approximately 500 to 600 tons. What is what is uh, six hundred? What are two hundred thousand tons? What's that math? Well, a ton a ton is two thousand pounds, right? Two thousand, yeah. Yeah. So, how much did you say it was? Five hundred thousand tons. Two two hundred thousand tons. Oh, two hundred thousand. So you're well, looking at? I mean, you're looking at you're looking at four hundred. That can't be possible. That'd be four hundred million pounds. It says dry bulk cargo ships can weigh as much as 200,000 tons. Maybe it means 200,000 pounds. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's probably 200,000 pounds. Maybe they messed up. Well, no. How much does a shipping boat weigh? A a 1,400-foot long, 200-foot wide boat can weigh 220,000 tons when fully loaded. That's what'd you say? Two hundred and twenty thousand like, tons. What'd you say though for pounds? That's like four hundred million pounds. Yeah, four hundred million. That'd be that'd be <laughs> like four hundred million pounds. Four hundred million pounds. How does that? Shit I mean, that float? makes sense. It's basically four hundred Boeing seven forty sevens, right? How does you that? Put it shit that way, float? it makes sense. Okay, so how many batteries would you need then? Your whole fucking shipping container would be just yeah. batteries. Like an actual shipping container on there just would just full. be lined with batteries, floor yeah. to ceiling. It's true. it's true. I mean, I there's no way. I guess I guess that's why they went with electric vehicles first, because transportation vehicles weigh so yeah. much more that you sure. feasibly could not produce that many batteries. There's not yeah. enough lithium in the world. to. to they're going to have to find right some now. other way. They're going to have to find some other way to charge up batteries. There's too many holes in the world. Where are they going? Where are they going to dig a hole big enough to produce for 400 produce million? that much lithium. No kidding. Well, eventually we're going to start mining space, to be honest. That's that's for sure going to happen. Yeah. We're eventually yeah. going to... In, in fact, I don't know if you saw the movie Don't Look Up. No, I did not. It wasn't a great movie. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. But, at but you're gonna one point, it. it did. It did have the one of the funniest lines on television or on in uh-huh. movies that I think I've seen in a long time. But essentially, the world's going to get hit by this giant asteroid. It's a world-ending asteroid. Yeah, and they're like, okay, we can go. We can go blow it up, and then they're gonna. They're all set to go blow it up and blow it into a million different pieces. And this, you know, this Steve Jobs-looking guy who runs yeah. basically the apple of that you know, movie says, mm-hmm. Hey, don't like abort the mission. Don't blow it up. We've just learned that that comet that's coming towards us is full of this rare mineral that we can make, you know, trillions of dollars on. So instead of blowing it up just to avoid it, we're going to try and blow it into smaller manageable pieces and land the pieces like it. And it's still going to destroy whole cities. Like when the pieces land, but yeah, you know it's fine. We're gonna we're gonna make enough money that we can afford to pay that entire city, just to destroy the whole place. And then eventually, you know that plan doesn't work, and the all the asteroids destroy the Earth. Um, that feels like not that unrealistic of a premise, as oh, far as like the way companies and and things think. Sure. That's for exactly sure how big companies they think. They wouldn't care about the uh, the individual. They just care about the profit. They're like, okay, we can. You know, we think this yeah. will work. Uh, no, but the funniest line in the whole movie is uh, because so Meryl Streep is the president and this okay. weird, you know, Steve Jobs type guy. He goes, we actually we have so much information gathered on you that we know with 99 percent confidence how you're going to die. And so oh. Meryl Streep asks, OK, how how does the AI pre- engine predict I'm going to die? And he goes, it says you're going to be eaten by a Brontorock. And he goes, we don't, we don't know what that means. And so at the end of the movie, after, you know, the pods or the, uh, you know, asteroid comes to destroy the earth, 
uh, yeah. you know, maybe like three or 4,000 ultra rich people get saved and they fly off. They're like, okay, we found another planet with like 90, 99% habitability. We'll go into a cryo sleep. We'll go off to this planet. They all land. And so Meryl Streep's there. And of course the Steve Jobs guy's there and they get out and they're like, oh, well this, this environment actually has a, you know, 10% richer oxygen than, than our own earth environment. Yeah. And so they're like, it's amazing. And so they're all standing around. Oh, this is great. And then just a wild animal comes and eats Meryl Streep. And they all go, what the fuck was that? And the Steve Jobs <laughs> guy goes, I believe that's called a Brontorock. Oh, <laughs> oh was, my God. It it was the long play for that joke, but it hit me and it was funny. That That one joke made the whole movie worth watching. You forgot to say spoiler alert prior to that whole breakdown of that movie. I so did. now anyone My that was interested in watching Up in the Sky or whatever you called it. Yeah, you don't even know the name of the movie. <laughs> what, uh, you just spoiled the whole don't damn thing. Up. I don't have to watch. Don't look up. I don't have to watch don't it anymore. Up. Don't look it up because I'm not wasting yeah. my time watching Don't it. look it up. All we right. should. We that, should I think we're, we're, we're over an hour and we've spoiled one shitty movie and we've pissed off every electrician in, in the uh, western part of the United States. <laughs> That's true. We're going to get so spammed. It's going to be great. We're done. We're done. We're canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I think our next episode should be shitty breakdowns of movies people have already seen <laughs> or never seen. That would be pretty just funny if we did like a one minute sp- breakdown. Yeah, one minute breakdown of a movie with like two percent on Rotten Tomatoes that nobody's <laughs> ever seen. I'll end on this. I think it's in the plans to go see Violent Night tonight. So maybe that'll be the movie I do a breakdown of. Have you seen the trailer for that? Uh no. Look it up after we're done recording here. And okay. uh that might Violent be the night. movie I do a breakdown of. With that said. Oh, Dan's got to sign us off because he uh, signed us on. So it's that's it's true. only uh, that's true. It's only fair uh, to give you both ends that, of the bit. That's fair. With that being said, I think uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. As always, I'm Dan. That's just Jake, and we're the bullshitters. <laughs>